Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Welcome back. It's Overnight America. Joining us for this half hour is the CEO and founder of Defiant Communication, author of a book called Conceal Reveal, the space between entrepreneurs and the defense industry. Julie Willis, thank you for coming on to KMOX. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for having me. So really, what is the state of our military today and how are we holding up on the technology side? Hmm. Well, I think they'll tell you what I'll tell you, which is we got a little distracted there for a while. We had, we had some wars to fight, and now it's mm-hmm. time to refocus and make sure that we are ready for the future. And that's what I the thought, defense entrepreneurs are there for. Yeah. You know, I thought during the Trump administration, we spent all this extra money to try to get ourselves up to speed. Either it was replenishing the, you know, updating, getting more equipment, things like that. I thought all of that was taken care of. Oh, we spent money, for sure. (laughs) We spent money. Um, The problem is, it takes a long time to develop the weapons of the future and the weapon systems and to really visualize what our Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps needs to look like for the wars that they're going to be fighting. And Mm -hmm. by that, I mean, I totally mean Russia and China. Mm -hmm. And so looking at what they've been developing over the last 20, 30 years, it's, uh, we have, we have some work to do. We really do. And you're right. We've been spending a ton of money to get ready and it's happening, but, um, a lot is happening behind the scenes. And that's really why I decided to write conceal reveal. Yeah. Well, that's interesting behind the scenes thing, because a lot of people always assumed the government had about, I don't know, they're five years in advance with their secret technology. So based on what was going on behind the scenes, we are pretty far ahead of the competition. But is that not the case anymore? No. (laughs) No, sorry, it's not. That was a fast no. Okay. So why not? What what happened? tonight, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) So what happened there? Just um, Iraq and Afghanistan, honestly. And um, we were very focused on those and focused on getting the warfighters out and home. And we, I believe in my heart that we did right by that mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does mean that we weren't modernizing and upgrading 
our our weapon systems as we needed to. And there's, as you may know, quite a bit of bureaucracy in our country, and that slows things down, as well as just a wee bit of corruption that I ran into myself, and that's why uh, that's why my entire first chapter is I just lay it right out because mm. you might as well get it over with and move on, right? Right. Um, so we bought new planes and equipment, things mm. like that, but we weren't developing. That was the problem. We weren't uh, advancing what we already had. True. I see. Very true. So how do... How does the Space Force play into this? Are they going to be able to use this new branch of the military in order to try to develop new technology? Yes. So Space Force is technically under Air Force. Mm-hmm. And they, the Air Force is doing a phenomenal job of reaching out to the defense entrepreneurs and into the, that ecosystem of tech entrepreneurs as well and startups. But the trouble is these companies, and I started Defiant Communication to help those companies market to the military. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're all looking for that magic, you know, shortcut on the chutes and ladders, you know, that is the game of government procurement. Nobody's like, well, how do we get in? Like, I've got this cool thing and, you know, and they need it. And you can listen to generals and admirals speak about it and say, oh, man, we really need X. And if we had X, we would be set. And you've got, you know, 10 companies in the room, like I've got X in my bag and they can't sell it to them because Mm. of all of the red tape and, and the bureaucracy that's between the two. And a lot of the branches have come up with ways around that, or at least tried to. Uh, I came down to Austin, Texas because I was a contractor with, Army Futures Command, which is their effort, and they're you know the 600-pound gorilla of innovation when it comes to boots on the ground warfighters, and the Air Force has done something similar called AFWERX, and so they're really trying, but it is so cumbersome, and there's a lot of people that are reaching their hands in and have figured out how to make money. Uh, well, really straight off the top, like at times up to 50% of the research and development dollars can go to the person who uh, shakes the hands behind the scenes. It's mm. wild, absolutely wild. So I wonder, um, how in the world is like China and Russia outpacing us? Because we spend so much more money than them. How could they be catching up or lapping us when it comes to our technology? we kind of forgot for a while to develop our STEM students and long-term engagement with science and technology in this country. And, you know, we've had a lovely time, but we haven't focused on, on our own homegrown talent. I mean, same thing is true with manufacturing and, and developing things in this country, but uh, Russia and China also have, they, have a, they run a good game of espionage. And mm-hmm. so they may use students to come over and um, over the course of their tenure learning here, they may uh, be pressured by their government to bring things back. Or uh-huh. um, they may just do it because that's how it's done. Or mm-hmm. uh, 
same thing is true once they actually get a job. If they want to stay in this country and, you know, are hired by a big company and then the corporate espionage piece kicks in. So it's hard because, you know, we are, as if COVID-19 has really framed anything, it's the global nature of the world right now. But we do still have threats and enemies that that are very active in this country. Yeah, I think we got a crash course on that just uh, over the last couple of months with Eric Swalwell, the U.S. representative and the Chinese spy that who knows if there was some sort of other, you know, romantic relationship aside. But he's sitting there with a lot of our secrets when it comes to our intelligence, long term relationships of infiltrating different political figures, up and comers. And that's a real thing that happens out of China where they send operatives to do things like this. It happens. It yeah. does. It happens. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Your book, I was going to say, Conceal, Reveal, The Space Between Entrepreneurs and the Defense Industry. If people wanted to find your book, where can they, where can they go? It's on Amazon. It is. And it's it is it's quite explicit because it's actually my story. And uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't hold back in vocabulary. Um, but it's, it's funny because for a while there it was, a number one bestseller in military law, which hmm. is just hilarious to me because for me, it's a rom-com. It's my life from um, beginning of January of last year through, you know, COVID hitting and figuring out how I was going to move on with my company and everything that happened in the middle. And I went from literally flying to foreign countries with, you know, military grade technology in my bag to a full stop. You know, everybody mm -hmm. stuck at home going, oh no, now what? Mm. And uh, it was pretty wild. So COVID gave me an opportunity to write all of that down so I could share it um, and learn from some of the lessons that I was picking up along the way. Great. Well, let's continue this after the break, if you don't mind. Sure. She's the CEO and founder of Defiant Communication and author of Conceal, Reveal, The Space Between Entrepreneurs and the Defense Industry. And Julie Willis will continue right after the break on Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. She is an author. You can find her book online called Conceal, Reveal. She's CEO and founder of Defiant Communication, Julie Willis. Thanks for coming on to KMOX. Thank you for having me. So I have um, thoughts about how the different administrations are going to handle the budgeting and how they look forward to the military and what's going to be the future of the military. So we saw what happened during the four years of President Trump. What are your thoughts of what could happen the next couple of years under a Biden administration? Mm. Wow. 10 p.m. where I'm at. My goodness. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well you're in uh, Texas, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I am. Great. Yes. You know, I love I would like to believe that it's I mean, it's the power of the purse. So we have to look to Congress. We have to look at Hask and Sask, so the House Armed Services Committee and Senate Armed Services Committee to ensure that budget appropriations fit the threat level of 2030, 2040, 2050, because, you know, it's, it's our children 
that are going to be the ones that need to defend our country at that point. So it's less the administration, I think, and it's more uh, Congress putting the money on the line so that we can build the technology. Mm. I remember correctly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like, um, if I remember this correctly, so during the Trump administration, I think we were selling missiles to the Saudis, and I think that when it came to our military, we might be providing equipment to Japan, I believe, maybe South Korea, but still, we saw that we were starting to sell, as in we were using some of our resources, and we were creating jobs, and you know, trying to make some money based on the technology and the things that we have. What did you think about those type of contracts when the United States was uh, selling to other countries? Well, I'll equate it to, I mean, the way that we fight. So when we fight, when our military fights, wherever we go, we fight joint. So, you know, Army, Navy, Marines, uh, sailors, they're all the same, Air Force. You know, they all use the same platforms. They, you know, move as one. And when we are involved in a coalition or you know, our allies, we need to move as one. So in that respect, it does make sense. You know, you want to know that we're interoperable. So if, if what I'm looking at, I say, Hey, would you mind taking care of that for us? You know, knowing that they have a reliable system and they're, you know, their button's going to work is pretty important, you know, for the safety of our soldiers and boots on the ground there too. So for right. the, in that respect, uh, it does make sense. And I know they do a lot of checks and balances, but, you know, the weapons trade, it's dirty business, whether you're doing it as a government or you're doing it, you know, as a cartel or um, just, I mean, I'm in Texas now. I'm learning all sorts of things about how uh, handguns move that I had no idea growing up in Washington State. Wow. So a whole different world down here for me. Yeah. (laughs) So let's say we're trying to encourage our kids into getting into the right field, something that there'll be a future. So like for my son, he's six. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say to him, radio is a booming industry for you to train and get into. It's a tough sell anymore. It's not like the way it used to be. Now we tell our kids, you got to learn how to code and you got to do this or that. Is there a future when it comes to the defense industry and things that we should try to be encouraging people to learn more of when it comes to those type of skills? Hmm. Well, I have to go back to what you said earlier, aerospace. Hmm. You know, looking at Space Force and thinking about how things go from here to wherever we decide there is. I think aerospace is a really important next step for for kids. Um, um, you're right, coding as well. Mm-hmm. Um, penetration testing is uh, alive and well as an industry in the government and, and elsewhere. I mean, I, I fell victim to a moment, and it's, it's in the book. I was at a meeting in D.C. after another meeting that I was with several, you know, the CIO and the or excuse me, the chief information officer, chief uh, security officer, and all of these big wigs uh, for one of the branches of our government. And then the next thing I know, I'm at this cop bar, you know, in a D.C. suburb, 
come to find out that person had been fished from from Russian intelligence about that meeting that we were at right there. And I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. Like, I still have the tech in my purse. You know, like how vulnerable that you just made me. So they, mm. the only way for them to do that was because they were in one of our systems, whether it was mine, you know, in my laptop and this guy's laptop and that guy's laptop. Who knows? But wow. uh, it's real. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wonder <laughs> um, for me, like in radio, there's a couple of popular depictions of our industry and pop culture, like Frazier. You know, he does the radio talk show out of Seattle yeah. for all those years and things for your industry. Is it Tony Stark on the Iron Man series? Is that like your <laughs> fictional industry uh, type of character? Yeah. You know, honestly, if if I'm going to send a gift, around to folks it's going to be jack ryan but uh <laughs> tony Stark's probably a good one too um you uh, know and i actually i joke about it but the jack ryan character there's something there in this regard because you know he does have that operational training and he also has the analyst mind so he's thinking about where these pieces fall and why mm-hmm. so well, I don't know how again, that relates to radio, but... Uh, I think we at least have a nice Dr. Fraser Crane. And, you know, he's a talk show host <laughs> and things. And there hasn't been a lot of talk show hosts depicted on television shows. I mean, we had WKRP oh. in Cincinnati. It's been a long time since we've had a good radio talk show host. Oh, there was talk radio, of course. John Lovitz and uh, Phil Hartman and all of them was a great cast. But it's been a little while. But it seems like all the cool characters like Tony Stark are now in the superhero movies. Like, you guys have taken it over. As they should be. Yeah. As they should be. Yeah. So uh, again, if people wanted to find your book, Conceal Reveal, the space between entrepreneurs and the defense industry, where can they look? Amazon. It's, it's 99 cents for the ebook. Yeah. There's oh. a, the goal of writing the book was really to talk about uh, the corruption and the space, the vulnerability that we all have because of the way that we're set up. And uh, if I can share that for 99 cents, please. <laughs> I'd love to. Very good. And the author, Julie Willis, who just uh, spent the last half hour with us. Thank you so much for coming on to KMOX. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. I appreciate it. Oh, that was fun. Uh, she joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. Normally you would say, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, defense contracts and dealing with uh, the military and other countries. And you would say, oh, that's a really serious interview. Well, it is a serious topic, but it is a very interesting one. The way our technology is being used inside of the military. I didn't realize that we've lacked on the development side. So I've learned a lot there, but it was also um fun to learn more about the other things too and she's also the ceo and founder of defiant communication in her book conceal reveal which you can find on amazon we'll take a look at your weather in a moment i don't know if you caught this earlier today but on the rush limbaugh program uh todd herman i believe was the guest host that was filling in but he brought on rush's widow talking about the private funeral that was held here in st louis given some descriptions of the things that happened during the burial here in St. Louis. And I thought, well, that's an interesting look. Um, let's let's play some of that. If you missed it from the show earlier today, I'm going to replay that after the break, too. It's Overnight America KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Cardinal Spring Training is underway in Jupiter, Florida. And KMOX's Mike Claiborne is covering it all. Hear his daily reports, mornings and afternoons, and on Cardinal's Open Line. Sponsored in part by Norm's Bargain Barn and Wilkie Windows. On your voice in the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Wow. Lots of great guests on the show tonight. So if there's anything that we covered over the last couple of hours and you want to call in, you can. At 314-436-7900, also 800-925-1120. And during the uh, program earlier today on Rush Limbaugh's program, um, Rush's widow, Catherine, came on and shared some audio, a, a conversation that he uh, they had together before Rush's passing a few weeks ago. I think this was recorded back in October. And it was them preparing and talking about the funeral arrangements for Rush. And it's tough to go back and listen to this. And I think about how family members that you may have had imminently knew that their time on this planet was limited. And they knew that they weren't going to be around forever. Sometimes it's just you get up there in age and you realize that you need to have a plan in place. Maybe it's a, 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 an illness, a, a sickness, a disease, or anything along those lines. Maybe you start getting that sort of feeling, and you have to have those tough conversations. And people handle it differently. And I just listened to the way Rush and Catherine talked about this, and I realized that it it couldn't have been easy as it sounds, but it, they made it sound like, well, um, we know that this is going to happen. So we might as well make the best out of it. So I want to give you an example of it. And this is from the program earlier today, in case you missed it. And you can find a story about it at KMOX.com. It's actually posted up there. There's a quick clip, but I wanted to play a little more extended audio because I know the audience here would 
uh, appreciate hearing that if they didn't have a chance. Rush always wanted to share everything about his life. And today, Catherine has shared something incredibly personal and beautiful with us. This is a short conversation between Rush and Catherine about the plans for Rush's funeral. So I am walking with Rush and explaining to him his event. And I told him all he has to do is show up, which I've also arranged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it is an event. And it's awesome. I mean, I hope you get invited to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what she just described to me is incredible. I'm sorry, I'm going to miss it. But <laughs> You're going to have a front row seat. But uh, I, I just said to her, I can't believe it's it's so cool. Yeah. I, I can't believe I'm sitting here talking to her about my funeral. But we decided that but, we would be open and direct on it so that we can plan it very beautifully. And I told Rush that he is just shy of a president and presidents get this kind of treatment. So he deserves that. So that's a little heads up on what's coming. It's going to be beautiful. Be there or be square. Rush, don't be late. That's up to you. Oh, man. Ah, You know, it's tough to listen to those sort of things, knowing that at the time, you can hear that they just loved each other and they were thinking about, well, we've had this great time, but we know it's coming to an end. It's so strange when you know that there's going to be an end point to something that you really, really love. Um, it's like maybe you travel a lot and you're visiting your spouse um, or you're in the military and you know that you're being deployed and you only have one last night. And you look at those moments together and you think, oh, man, I, I I want to just I just want to soak this in as much as I can. And you because you realize that uh, before you know it, it'll be gone. You know, I, I, you feel that way with pets when you know that their time is near and you, you look at that and you think of all the good years you had. That's a tough conversation to have. And to know that it's something that people have a, a vested interest in learning about. They want to hear about it. They want to know the details for it. The public wants to know the details. To share something that intimate on the radio, it it, it starts to, uh, you know, it starts to make me tear up a little bit hearing those conversations because it's not just a conversation between those two, between Catherine Limbaugh and Rush Limbaugh, but it's something that is very familiar to probably everyone in this audience who has had a, a situation like that during their times. They think about all the people that they may have lost in their lives. You know, you can think about loved ones that are no longer with us today and what it was like to have them and what you would do to have one more day with them. That's kind of what it's like listening to this audio back. It can't be easy for Catherine. I don't know how she came on the radio, honestly, and described uh, her feelings and, and gave the announcement. I, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I mean, I wouldn't have been that strong. So she later, after a commercial break, they came back and she described the funeral here in St. Louis. It happened just last Wednesday and it was a private event. We had no idea what was going on. It was something that was kept very secret. and We found out about it after the fact. Some people were very surprised. It wasn't uh, in Cape Girardeau where his parents are buried, but he decided to be laid to rest eternally here in St. Louis. So we only have a couple of photos. There's one photo of a couple of horses with the drawn carriage, and I've seen some other outlets that show more of the grave site. 
Um, and Catherine explained exactly what went on during that funeral today on the show. And I wanted to replay that for you, too. Rush was buried last Wednesday in St. Louis, Missouri, at a wonderful cemetery called Bellefontaine. It could also be pronounced Bellefontaine Cemetery in St. Louis, Missouri. It was an absolutely gorgeous day, slightly chilly, but nothing like the snow that Missouri had had a few days prior. The sun was shining brightly in, in the really crisp air. And this cemetery is very historic. It has a lot of historic figures, such as William Clark of Lewis and Clark Expedition and others. And just to picture it, it might remind you a bit of Arlington or other historic cemeteries around the world with winding hills and pathways and big trees that are bare right now, but in the upcoming months, they will be full and green and, and very lovely to, to walk around. But as I said in, in that clip, I, I have always said Rush is just shy of a president, in my opinion, and needed a funeral that was very worthy of him. So we concentrated a lot on tradition and ceremony at every turn. From the moment that he left the house here in Palm Beach, there was a procession escorting Rush to the transport plane that would take him to St. Louis. And then when we arrived in St. Louis, there was a procession leading to the cemetery. So he was never left alone in, in any aspect of this. And then once we got to the cemetery, there was a horse-drawn carriage waiting for him. And it was simply stunning. There will be some pictures for you to see. But you could hear the clacking of the horse hooves as we walk through the cemetery following behind Rush. You could hear the singing of the birds. It was very peaceful, very beautiful. And we followed behind the horse-drawn carriage until we reached the chapel. And when we reached the chapel, we had a small service in the, the chapel, which is located in the cemetery. Rush was escorted into the chapel um, to his favorite version of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And you can picture hearing that song and seeing the American flag draped over Rush at, at the front of the chapel. It was perfectly fitting and absolutely beautiful. And then once we had a, a small ceremony there within the chapel, we followed behind Rush again in the carriage leading down towards the burial site. And it was just stunning, if you can imagine, looking forward through a, a winding road to see this beautiful carriage with Rush in it, um, and then flags around his gravesite. So as we approach the gravesite, you could see these beautiful American flags waving in the wind, and the sun was shining directly on that spot. It couldn't have been more fitting. So Rush was escorted to his final resting place. We prayed around Rush, and we also played some of his favorite music, such as America the Beautiful by Ray Charles, and also a musical version of The Irish Blessing, which we knew Rush loved. So it was absolutely stunning with a beautiful oak tree overhead, the, the sun shining directly on Rush, very patriotic and very worthy of him. Aww. So that was Catherine Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh's widow, describing what happened at the funeral here in St. Louis last week, a very private event that we found out after the fact. And 
I'm glad that she took the time to do that. They said tomorrow on Rush Limbaugh's website, you'll be able to see some photos they were going to post if you wanted to. Uh, I think I'll check that out tomorrow. Before we go to the break, let's go to Kim, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Ryan. Um, I just wanted to say that that my husband and I had the conversation about um, his funeral, and it was really kind of weird um, to to be discussing that with somebody that is still living, and then mm. uh, all all of a sudden gone. He um, passed away back in November. He had a, a, a rare form of brain cancer, and uh, he held on for, well, this this month would be three years if he would still be alive, so almost three years we dealt with the the brain cancer. How difficult was it to have that conversation, or was it something that you were able to get through understanding the circumstances? Well, actually, it, it was not just myself. It was my husband, myself, um, our kids. And his sister that sat in his sister's living room um, and had the the talk about the funeral and, and how it was um, going to be handled. And I have to send kudos out at, out to Cutis uh, Funeral Home because they were just superb in uh, walking me through what what was going to happen and. Stuff like that. So, like I said, they they did an excellent job um, taking care of him. Wow. Um, so that he passed last November, and uh, was it um, was it something that you found easier that you were prepared for, or did, did this not really make it any easier? Well, yeah, we we knew it was coming. I mean. Um, so I, we were prepared, but we just, you know, we just didn't know when, but yeah, he, he started going downhill, uh, starting this back in August. So we knew it wasn't going to be much longer and he hung on until the 15th of November. Mm. Well, Kim, I'm glad you share that experience and it's getting all the different family members involved. it, It were. Was it difficult for anyone? Was it harder for anyone, like for the kids to hear something like that? Mm, well, I think if I had to say uh, the hardest, I would have to say his sister because um, it was just him and his sister. Um, so it was probably harder on her than any of the rest of us. I mean, I'm not going to say that, that we didn't have problems sure. uh, talking, but she took it uh, a lot harder than we did. Right, and it's right around the holiday too in in November. That's a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that, right. that makes it always right. worse. Right. And then before, you had... right yeah. before Thanksgiving, and then it it didn't hit me at Thanksgiving, but Christmas it really hit me awful, awful. Uh, well, I I know it's difficult to talk about, and I have a hard time even thinking about it. So it's this is something that when I hear these things, I don't know if it'll prepare me better, or maybe you just become more used to it the older you get because. You see other family members and friends go through it, and you realize that uh, I mean, it's not to say that you get more experience in that department, but it, it just helps you become more prepared for the inevitable. Uh, Kim, thank you so much for calling in. I, I thank you for sharing that tonight. No problem, Ryan. 
All right, 314-436-7900. And if you wanted to see those comments, you can actually go to KMOX.com, and it's one of the local news stories where Catherine came on to the program today to talk about Rush's uh, funeral here in St. Louis. This is Overnight America, KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. I'm so glad that Kim called in and shared that. It's not an easy thing to share. Honestly, it's something that I would have a difficult time with. And it's tough when you're a talk show host or you're someone that's known and you're used to sharing everything you can on the radio. And it's not an easy thing to do. Some of these things that are uh, very private. And I know my wife wouldn't come on and talk about you know, something happened to me. She wouldn't be able to do something like that. I wouldn't expect her to, and I wouldn't want her to. And I, I think about Catherine and everything she's been doing for the audience. And it's tough because even after that, uh, Todd Herman there was crying. I mean, after that clip and them doing that quick interview, it was a difficult thing for, I think a lot of people to do. And, you know, it gets you a little emotional because you think about your own relationships, your own family, and you put yourself into a situation like that and realize how difficult it is to discuss it. Uh, we still have another hour of Overnight American next hour too, by the way. And we, you know, we can talk about other things, but I, I wanted to bring this up real quick because there is a development here. And the five-year-old girl that was injured involving a crash with the Kansas City Chiefs coach, Britt Reed. Um, this is the sad news that came out today. She'll likely have permanent brain damage for the near and foreseeable future in a wheelchair at the moment. Uh, she's awake, which is a big development. Is what they're saying. Uh, she emerged from her coma in Friday. Her name is Ariel Young. And Britt Reed likely will have that. Uh, oh, no, excuse me. Uh, Ariel Young will likely have permanent brain damage based on that crash from Britt Reed. And when the lawyers talk about this sort of thing, and you think about all of the different emotions that go with it in a child that's involved in a crash like this, it makes you angry when you hear that Britt Reed at the uh, scene of the crime um, most likely was drinking because they say there wasn't a test done at the scene of the crime, but police officers say he smelled like alcohol. His eyes were bloodshot. Uh, he admitted to drinking, but he only said two to three drinks. The a crash occurred uh, three days before the Super Bowl game that was in Tampa Search warrant was, uh, let's see, the police said in a search warrant when they arrived on the scene, Reed smelled of alcohol uh, and, and was drinking. But it, it makes it sound like with no breathalyzer or anything else that was done there, they don't have a toxology report yet. They don't have the results of something like that because they didn't have that. Um, but alleges that Reed was likely over the legal limit. Breaks your heart. Drinking and driving, very preventable. This shouldn't have happened. Uh, when you're someone that has some means like, a coach for a professional team. What are you doing getting behind the wheel? Don't be stupid like that. And anyone listening right now, this it, I, I feel like when we bring topics like this up, anyone, meaning personalities, celebrities, reporters, whatever it is, when we talk about the severity of these issues like this, you can say it so many different times and you wonder, why don't people get it? Why don't people understand that what you're doing is life-altering? when you drink and get behind the wheel. How many alternatives are there today that can get you somewhere else? There's there's taxi services, there's Ubers, there's Lyfts. There's, there's so many different things that are so easy to use anymore. You gotta use those things, please. 
let this be another warning. That little girl's life changed forever. <sighs> this is Overnight America, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.